Money Matters on Future Radio, supported by the Aviva Foundation. It's 26 minutes now to uh, midday, uh, pardon, one o'clock here on Future Radio. And this is uh, the Money Matters show, our fortnightly segment that explores issues surrounding financial security. This week, we're joined by Aviva's Laura Stewart-Smith, who specialises in workplace savings and retirement information. So good afternoon, Laura, and welcome. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. You're very, very welcome. Uh, I'm really interested in uh, what you've uh, you've got to say. I'm of a certain age where that's of interest to me. Um, so firstly, can you introduce yourself and the work you do for Aviva? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, my role is to work with our workplace pensions clients, supporting individuals' engagement um, and making sure that we're really clear in all of our communications that we offer. Um, so a really important part of um, individuals' uh, wider retirement planning is likely to be their pension. So it's it's essential they fully understand what's what the kind of features of the, the pension they have are. Now, really, really important. And as I say, you get to an age in your life where you realise how that important that is. Maybe when you're a bit younger, <laughs> it seems a long way <laughs> off. Uh, we've all we've all had that thought. Um, so also, I understand Aviva has recently launched research on how people have struggled during the pandemic. Can, can you share some of the insights? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. We have just launched a report, um, Age of Ambiguity, we've called it. Um, and it found that 39% of the employees that we surveyed said that their financial situation was affecting their mental health, um, ultimately leading to uh, an impact on their individual well-being and, and how they felt about going to work. I think when we talk about well-being, it's it's comes in three different elements so perhaps the the mental well-being the physical well-being and importantly the financial well-being and it's a bit like a, a three-legged stool if you don't maintain all legs of that stool you might find that you fall over a little bit um, obviously we're looking in quite a lot of detail at the financial aspect of well-being and that's not necessarily about how much money you've got in your pocket in the right here and now, but it's about having a feeling of control um, and a, a feeling of certainty about your future. And that can be really challenging for people to find in, in the current climate. I think the COVID-19 experience has fundamentally changed the way in which we view money whether or not you were impacted by covid you're probably going to know somebody that was impacted by covid from a financial aspect and again we know from the research that 24 percent of people felt that they they made a poor decision when it came to debt over the last 18 months um, and we know that for a large proportion of people they've found that it's impacted their ability to save Mm. Um, typically, unfortunately, those coming from perhaps the retail and hospitality sectors have been more impacted than others. Um, but it's probably a, a tale of two extremes to a certain extent. Um, we will see those that have been significantly impacted from a financial aspect. But there are also some who have been able to save more. And so our inability to go out and to go out and spend money, you know, there's only so much money people can spend online. So we have also seen a, a really large number of people who have been able to put money away over the last 18 months. And um, the latest Bank of England figures suggested that we've added a huge amount to household savings. It just, your experience is going to depend on, on which camp you sat in over the last 18 months as to, to how you're feeling at the moment about your financial situation. I like your analogy of the three-legged stool um, and, uh, you know, financial security being an important part of that because, of course, it's, it, of course 
everyone will be able to understand that you, you can have the other elements of your life can be absolutely perfect but if the financial side of it isn't then that can be a great source of stress and anxiety and um, be really really bad for your in particular your mental health um so, so and, and so basically you're 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 looking at, at that particular leg of of, of the stall um and and i guess also during the pandemic not only have people had that worry but also uh, they've had perhaps loneliness and isolation as well which would just add to it so it's it's almost a perfect storm for some people i imagine um and that's what you're finding um and and if people are in um a, that sort of difficult financial situation i mean one of the things that they need to do of course is to budget um to try and make sure it doesn't get any worse and and how do you budget so I think when it comes to budgeting, um, organisation is key. Um, so that it's never too early to start a budget. I've been doing one for a very long time, and I'm particularly attached to my spreadsheet. And it's um, and it's interesting to look <laughs> back over um, the number of years and see where the the money I spend has has fluctuated. I've, I've become a bit of an Excel geek on it, which is interesting because I'm not on most things, but I think it's because it controls you know how much money I've got to spend at the end of the month and thing. But organization is really key um, so whether that's just simply making sure that you, you don't go overdrawn on a monthly basis or that you've got different accounts set up for different purposes I know lots of people have a billing account and a mm and a separate account but it's important to make sure you've got a really clear understanding of what money you've got coming in and what money you've got going out and, and those two have got a balance um, to, to try and um, ensure that you can maintain that financial well-being. I know a lot of people will be looking to kind of put money away for a rainy day and things like that um, and that's a, a, a great thing to, to have in place um, if you experience things like we've seen over the last 18 months um, and budgeting can help people when it comes to that. I think one of the things that I would suggest when you are looking at budgeting is be realistic you know in, in many ways we'd like to save a large amount of our earnings on, on a monthly basis but we do have to live a little bit as well. And I think if we're not realistic when we're setting those budgets, um, we're probably setting ourselves up to fail. Um, so that's something to think about. There's a huge number of budgeting apps and tools available to get you started. Um, a good place to start is looking at your bank statements. You know, where are you spending your money? What outgoings have you got? Um, and a bit of a shameless plug for Aviva, but we do mm -hmm. also have a, a spreadsheet on our website that you can download. It's free and you can just kind of get yourself started and, and tot in all of your different outgoings and, and incomings as well to get an overall view of what you're doing at the moment yeah i mean budgeting um, you mentioned people having sort of an extra bank account something i started in 1985 and it's still going um so basically i worked out what my monthly bills were going to be and um i worked out the average over the year per month um and uh, just uh, transferred that amount of money into a separate budget account every month and paid all of the bills out of that and, and and it had a little overdraft on it so that if uh, if there was one particular month where i got a couple of really big bills um which were expected um then i could manage those without worrying and then you'd make it up you know over the rest of the year um that served yeah, me very I mean very well served me really well for well decades i mean is, is that the sort of thing you're talking about so it is. So you've just you've kind of hit the, uh, something else on the head there. You know, unexpected bills. Whether we like it or not, they're always going to be unexpected bills. And there's also um, things that we will pay for yearly as opposed to paying for monthly. Yeah. So if you can kind of build in those sorts of things to your budget, yeah. that should help you um, be a, a little bit more organised. But um, 
people will set up bank accounts for many different reasons. I, I know some people do it for savings purposes. Some people do it, as you say, for, for billing purposes. It's, what, it's whatever helps you feel like you've got control over your financial situation. Um, and that's a, the most important thing to financial well-being is giving people that sense mm. of control. Yeah, so that, when you feel you're out of control, that's when it's really, really stressful. Um, a little bit scary, yeah. yeah a, a, a little bit scary. And, and as you say, also, make sure that when you do your budgeting um, that you make it realistic or it's just not going to work. You'll still end up without enough money. So uh, you've got to cut your cloth, as it were, haven't you? Um, so what, all, the other thing, of course, is, you know, we talked talk just now about unexpected bills and increases in costs. But what about the other way around? What, what can you do if your income drops unexpectedly? Yeah, I suspect there's a number of your listeners um, on the call today that may well have experienced this um, over the last year or so. So we've seen pay freezes, um, furloughing, reduction in hours um, across the UK. 2020 has um, had an impact on a number of individuals' financial circumstances, um, which has left a significant number of people. I think it's more than a third of us um, Brits who are worried about our finances and worried about what the future holds. I think the pandemic has probably shown for a number of people that the future isn't always possible to predict. So it reminds us of that importance of of having some uh, rainy day money, if you like, or being prepared for what what we don't expect. And and that's probably because we've seen people that, you know, historically never had to perhaps budget or didn't have any concerns financially, have their their world turned upside down a little bit with the pandemic and, and have had to rethink their finances. I think if individuals are in a situation where their their income drops, um, it's kind of don't make any rash decisions just because of a loss of an income. Doing something um, off, you know, off a bit of a moment of panic isn't necessarily going to be the right thing to do. Um, so, if, for example, if you were to sell your car because you thought that would give you a, a cash injection to enable you to um, kind of move forward you then might find that you can't get to a future job because you don't have a car to do it and you know you're then in a a catch-22 um situation it's not the time for knee-jerk decisions it's the time to kind of take a look at what you've got going on from your finances um and uh and and and, um review your finances so stepping aside from knee-jerk reactions you do need to move quite quickly on your your situation to make sure you get control of it so as much as it it might feel quite disheartening to to kind of dig into the finances now isn't the time to delay facing those facts doing so sooner rather than later is going to help it'll um, be more disheartening down the road down the line if you put it off (laughs) that's for sure well, there are things. There are things you can do as well. If you if you do it sooner rather than later, it's going to help your your mental and your financial well being. Um, and actually, it can help you um, in terms of your financial position. So one of the first things to do would be go back to that budget. So draw up that household budget. Um, go back to those bank statements that you've been um, looking at over the last few months and and, and understand where your money's going, um, and work out whether you need that money to be spent. So for example, we're going to have some critical outgoings and we're going to have some nice to have outgoings. So you know, I'd anticipate critical outgoings are going to be things like your mortgage, your rent, you know, your bills that you mm. need to pay, and then perhaps not as important as you know, um, I don't know, 
your takeaway coffee or your lunch at the pub or whatever it is that you you can afford to cut once you've got that budget in place you can try and formulate a plan to live within your means for for the short term and avoid hopefully getting into any form of debt um but it's also worth reaching out to organizations that you have relationships with so your bank your financial providers because they might be able to offer some form of help um and and ask what's available to you whether it's reviewing your package that you've currently got with them whether it's deferring payments um and some policies will have payment protection that kicks in in the event that you lose your job you don't know what's out there until you pick up the, the phone and speak to them no, absolutely, and and you make an important point there, don't you? That uh, there are some there are some um, um, regular outgoings that, that you just have to pay things like your mortgage or your rent and utility bills, and the cost of uh, eating, feeding your family, heating the house. Those sorts of things are, are, are the last things to cut. It's those discretionary things like you might want to look at your TV subscription or something like that and reduce the number of packages you've got, or something like that, it, which you, you can you can change. Um, but still have a roof over your head, be able to heat it and um, feed your family. So um, yeah. those are the sort of things to think about, aren't they? Mm. Well, but even with those outgoings, I mean, if, if there is real struggles, it's worth picking up the phone and, and having conversations with them. Um, you know, I think there's a, a real acknowledgement that over the last 18 months that just because you're in this situation, it's not your fault. Loss mm. of income is very often outside of an individual's control and, and organisations want to work with you. They absolutely want to work with you. Great. Okay, we're going to come on in a minute, and we're going to talk about uh, if people uh, need to do need to borrow, what they need to think about, and other advice. Uh, but we'll take a quick break, uh, shall we? Money matters on Future Radio, supported by the Aviva Foundation. And uh, this is our fortnightly Money Matters show. Uh, it's our segment that explores issues surrounding financial security. And this week we're joined by Aviva's Laura Stewart-Smith. She specialises in workplace savings and retirement information. So uh, hello again. Uh, welcome back, uh, Laura. And uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit now, now about if people do get into financial difficulty. It's quite easy to look at borrowing. Um, but what do people need to think about? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it all comes down to why you're borrowing the money and whether you can afford to borrow the money. So there's a few questions that um, you can ask yourself when you're making a decision around borrowing money. So what are you using the money for? Is it something that's going to, to add value or is essential or is it more for an impulse buy? Um, do you have to borrow the money? Is there a way in which you can delay the purchase so that you could pay for it or is there an alternative way to pay for it? If you do find that you need to borrow it, have you shopped around and, and looked at the, the different methods of borrowing the money um, to find the cheapest option? So, for example, you can get um, 0% interest on certain credit cards for certain periods of time, which which might make um, the borrowing more affordable. However, if you are looking at that, um, can you afford the debt if you find yourself on a higher interest rate? So, can you afford repayment on your um, uh current income what if your income changes in the future what's going to happen so it's it's good to make sure that you, you've really thought through any borrowing that you, you you want to make um there's also a general rule as well when it comes to to debt um around good debt and bad debt um so good debt is typically something that's described as that that necessary investment or, or sensible purchase um, and a good test for that is, is it something that's going to help you be better off in the future? Good debt will typically be well structured um, on the shortest possible borrowing time with the most appropriate borrowing um, option to you. 
So this will typically be things like your mortgage. You know, very few people would be able to purchase a house without applying for a mortgage. It might be for an, a loan to improve the value of your property or to enable you to start a business or perhaps even for a car that allows you to, to get to work to earn an income which will ultimately improve your financial situation. On the other side of the coin, when we look at bad debts, bad debts are so the opposite. So it's, it's going to be unlikely that it's well structured it may not be affordable for you unlikely to help you in the future um so it, it might be that you you want a new smartphone or you you want something that's not really going to, to help you um later on down the line but it's something you really want to, to have for the right here and now that would typically be classed as a bad debt um and it's about making sure that you you think any decision through really really carefully yeah, because uh, as you say, something like investing in, say, a car, it may enable you to get to work um, and, and maybe do get another job or get a better paid job. Whereas a smartphone, if you've really got a phone, um, it's kind of a discretionary thing, isn't it? You want it, but actually you don't need to spend that money. So I guess that's the yeah. difference, isn't it? Um, and, and I think it's the it's the it's not choosing the top of the the uh, the range Porsche. It's going for what your budget can stretch to, which may well be you know a Ford Focus or whatever it is. <laughs> yes, so it's exactly. making sensible decisions. You know, I'm sure we'd all like to drive around in a top of a range Porsche, um, but the reality is our budgets are, are unlikely stretched to that. Or but, yeah, don't buy a top of the range Porsche either, which is uh, so old to be affordable but actually unreliable as well, and is a money pit. I mean, yeah, lots of things to think about there. Um, so, um, if if people are struggling financially, um, let's just talk a little bit now about what they can do. So, the, the top tips for what people can do. Yeah. Um, so, I think. If people are finding that, you know, this has been ongoing for a little while and they're in a situation where they feel the debt is becoming a real problem for them, um, the most important thing, as I said earlier, is to remember you're not alone. Um, if you haven't already engaged with your, your providers, the organisations that you have uh, contracts and things with, um, then I would encourage you to do that. There is also completely free expert help out there. Um Whatever the, the level of debt they're in, there are organizations such as Step Change, um, Money Advice Service, um, and CAP who can help you. And I think there is a, a relatively new option that came into place from May of this year for anyone who's really concerned about spiraling debts. Um, it's called the Debt Respite Scheme, which is also called breathing space it's come in across england and wales it's been something that a number of debt charities have campaigned for for a, a, a really long time and as the name would suggest breathing space it's about giving people the time to to breathe and um and the ability to have some space when they're trying to get their finances in place um, and it's the right to legal protections from creditors while they're trying to, to do that um, there are two different types of breathing space there's the standard one um, and there's a mental health crisis um, with the the former you need to pass eligibility checks um, and creditors won't be able to add interest or fees to debts or take in enforcement action for I believe it's 60 days um, However, you do still need to make the regular payments and things like that. Um, I'm not an expert in this, so, so by all means, go away and talk to the relevant organisations. Um, it's important that you fully understand, you know, that what's available to you. The mental health crisis breathing space is, is specifically for those who are receiving mental health crisis treatment. 
Um, and I think it, it lasts for as long as the person's treatment is in place plus an extra 30 days. Um, these if you like allowances or breathing space can only be applied by um, a, a legitimate debt advice provider as part of a formal session that you you have with them um, and they will notify creditors directly once that that um, breathing space is in place okay that's really really good help and really really re- relevant uh, at the moment isn't it I, I don't think many people were aware of that so that's really good news and and, and generally for people wanting more information on this where can they go so um, there is a, a website um, called the um, Money Advice Service that they can go into. Um, they can type in step change in, into uh, their search browsers and they should be able to come across them. But make sure you're going to the, the correct sites. It's um, majority of them will have like a .gov or a .org in the website. So just make sure that people are looking at the, the relevant sites or um, popping into the local citizen advice bureau. I'm sure they'd be able to point you in the right direction as well. Great. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Laura. That's uh, really, really uh, inter- interesting, and I'm sure helpful to uh, to many people. Um, is there a sort of an overall website with sort of overall um, advice and guidance on it that people can go to on all these issues? I, I don't. I, I don't know if there is actually. There may well be. I'll have a look and uh, I'll see if I can uh, share something with you to let people know on a later show. As you say, CAB is always a good um, good place to start, though, if you're worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Laura, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that with you. Uh, really, really wise words. And um, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Lovely. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you, Laura. That was uh, Laura Stewart-Smith, um, and she uh, specialises in workplace savings and retirement information uh, with Aviva. Money Matters on Future Radio, supported by the Aviva Foundation. 